Hello, everyone. This is Alicia from Your Bay Weight Loss, and this is my solo podcast episode. So fun recording this from the road. I am in England right now. As you guys are listening to this, I'm on a crazy, amazing, beautiful adventure with my family, and we are showing the kids around where Neil's from and just doing all the things. So I'm recording this early so that I could attempt to tune out and enjoy this time. I honestly, I I had this, you know, really, I don't know. I had this reflection that I love to work. (laughs) It's almost like I felt like I always need to like apologize for working a lot with my family, but I love to work. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done apologizing. I should not need to apologize for being passionate about what I do. So as much as I said I was going to try and get ahead and not work, I love to work. And I happen to have the most beautiful job, quotation marks, you cannot even call this a job. So, so when I really reflect and think about my beautiful life, I feel so privileged the fact that I get to help people create happiness within their own lives and that that job allows me the freedom of the flexibility of going to England for for three weeks is not lost on me and it is so incredible and so special but anyways obviously the reason why I love to work part of the reason why I love to work is that uh, my job does not feel like a job and I just love it. Anyways, I, but I've always loved to work, actually. I've always been a, a, a bit of a hustler. Jose was the same way. We had that same kind of hustle work ethic when, as we were growing up. Like, as soon as I could, I got a babysitting gig. And then I, um, I got a job working at Thrifties. It was a clothing store. And I ended up, here's the thing too, I always end up in charge when I, when I work. And that, that annoys me sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to be in charge, but I like can't help myself and I end up in charge. Sometimes I give myself pep talks and I'm like, Alicia, don't be in charge right now. Don't be in charge right now. You don't need to be in charge. And then I just end up in charge. I just can't help it. So I ended up working at Thrifties, which was a clothing store. Of course, I ended up being a key holder. So I like was a supervisor, I guess. I was like, in charge. I would count the money. I had the keys. Anyway, I love that job. Then I, when I started university, I think kept that job as well. And I started marking papers. So fun fact about me, I went to the University of New Brunswick. I actually knew, I knew that I wanted to be a math teacher. So in order to do that, I needed a major in math. So I could have done that through a science degree, but I was like, well, not so much a big fan of the other ones. So I chose an art degree. So that way that I could do, I did a, a major in math and a minor in psychology. And I did my ed degree at the same time. So they had a program back then where you could do your degree concurrently. So I did my degree at the same time, which was so cool. So within five years, I had an ed degree and I had an uh, arts degree with a major in math, minor in psychology. Why am I telling you all of this? Is because I started, so after my first year university, loved calculus, you guys, like loved calculus. I had an amazing prop as well my first year. I think that 
really laid the foundation to really enjoying calculus. So I got a, got, did my first, um, first year calculus. I did really good in the courses. And so then I ended up having the opportunity to mark. So professors don't, for the most part, I don't know, this is could have changed. I mean, I'm a hundred years old, but professors, um, for the most part, don't mark their own assignments. So they have undergrad students do it. So I was um, marking papers and you would get paid for the most part by the paper. So I had that job <laughs> and that was incredible. And that really helped me to pay for my university. Actually, my parents did this a really annoying thing as I was growing up that I had to save uh, half of every dollar I made. So my little job at thrifties, if I had a hundred dollar paycheck, I put 50 in the bank, which was in retrospect, incredible. Cause what did the other $50 go on? It went on like drinks and not alcoholic drinks, like smoothies and clothes, you know, just things that you just spend money on things when you're that age. So I started university with, you know, a good chunk of money in the bank. I am going to get to something related to weight loss here in a minute, but I'm just going for it and telling you guys all the things. So I start, I really did start with a good chunk of money in the bank, but I was in charge of paying for my own education. So I had to do my hustling. So got that job, marking papers. That was incredible. I did that my entire way through university. And when you would apply to be a marker, you wouldn't necessarily know what job you were getting. So I, sometimes I got first year calculus, which was cool because there was a lot of kids in that class. I marked a master's stats course. It was whatever course you've taken before and got a good grade in, you could apply to be the marker for it. So I did that through my whole university. And then I actually ended up working at the university gym, which was really cool because I would take the Saturday morning show that no one wanted and it was dead imagine a university gym saturday morning now i would mark my papers while working at the gym so just sitting at the front desk and i was double hustling <sighs> then i would go to camp every summer make a good chunk there basically the moral of my story is i've always been a hustler i've always enjoyed uh working and maybe this comes back to which i talked about in my last podcast my obsessive desire to be productive maybe that's it i just need to be working i need to be busy i like being busy i don't necessarily my bucket is not necessarily filled from laying on my couch it's filled from next level productivity Okay, what did I come here to talk to you guys about? So it's kind of perfect timing for this podcast to come out because we're in the later stages of August or close to it. And someone asked me, how do you adjust when the seasons change? So again, this is one of my favorite things because I'm like, let's do this. I love, I love, I love September. I almost like September more than um, January when it comes to like renewing my woo with my uh, goals. So I, and maybe it comes from me being a teacher and me obsessively, um, getting new school supplies and, you know, getting the fresh new markers and getting the fresh new paper, just the smell of new school supplies. Oh yeah. So I love September. I feel like it's a good, fresh, clean start. So absolutely my routines and systems will change with the season. And so how do I adjust just that? I adjust my systems and my routines. 
So here's a few tips that I personally implement into my life when we have a season change. Uh, Tip number one is I am going to tell the people in my life that it, that there's a change coming. You know, I'm going to tell them, okay, everyone, we are going to, we're, 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 we're making a change here. So for example, when it was summertime, I told the kids, okay, you guys are going to be in charge of your own breakfasts. This is what it's going to look like. So our system in the summer is that people wake up and they get an hour of screen time and then they slowly get changed. That's going to change in the fall. So I'm going to talk to them about it changing, why it needs to change and having that conversation with everyone in your home about what systems and routines will change can be so powerful. Man, I've only been on the road like an hour and I need to pee so bad, but I don't want to stop to pee. Again, my psychotic need to be as productive as possible must get there as soon as humanly possible, must never stop to pee, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold it. And I have a whole nother coffee to drink. So anyways, so adjusting your systems and routines, step number one, having conversations with anyone in your life that is going to be impacted by this change. Step number two, I really like to implement the change immediately. Now it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like, okay, I'm going to do, there's going to be a new system. We are going to do it the first day because sometimes we're like, oh, I'm not going to implement that new system on the first day because it's just going to be too busy. And then you blink and you're three months in and you haven't implemented the system or routine that you had intended to implement that is actually going to make your life easier. Do you know what? I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about, um, time multipliers. And we all only have 24 hours in the day, but some, some acts that you can do is actually going to give you more time in the future. And sometimes again, we don't value that enough. We just stick with what's quickest right now today. So for me, what would be quicker is probably for me today is to make my own kids lunches. I could do that faster than probably helping them make their own. However, if today I help my kids and I start to create, I, I, I start to help them make their own lunches, one day they will make their own lunches and I get that time back. So it's all about valuing systems and routines that will help you in the future. Little things like my children um, putting their book bags away after they get home from school. Initially, it almost takes me more time to stand there and kind of direct all three and make sure that they follow through with that new system and routine than it would be for me to just do it myself. But I stick with it. I stick with it. I stick with it. I stick with it. So there's kind of two pieces of advice in that one statement. Number one, I would implement the new system, the new routine right away. Allow it though to not be perfect. Know that it's not going to go perfect you need to, if you're creating a new system, let's say you're, 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 it's not even about your kids. And let's say it's about when you move your body, it's not going to be perfect right away. And that's okay. Maybe you don't go for a long time. Maybe it felt a little bit rushed. I don't know, but give yourself permission to adjust and tweak as you go. But showing up for consistency is huge. Just show up for consistency, show up for consistency, 
show up no matter what, start off that new routine right from the bat. And another piece of advice on there is tweak and adjust your routine. It is not going to be perfect from the beginning. The kids are not going to do a good job making their lunches the very first time that you ask them. They're just not. So leave space for that. Leave space for them to do a bad job and for you to have to help them. That's okay. Okay, so I hope that I added some value. So honestly, there's there's no magic to anything, you guys. But how do I adjust to a new season is I basically implement systems and routines. I prioritize systems and routines that will actually multiply my time in the future. So what can I do now that's going to allow me to get more time in the future? I have conversations with the people in my life that will be impacted by these new routines so that everyone's on the same page. I am patient with everyone, including myself when it comes to new routines and knowing that it's not going to be perfect. But my only goal is to show up for consistency and to adjust and to tweak until it becomes a habit. Because that's exactly what happens with these systems and routines is once they're implemented and once everything is going um, easily, it's a habit. And then you ease off and then you can work on something else. So that is in a nutshell, a really quick one, how I adjust, but I just embrace the new season and look at it as a new opportunity to create brand new routines for myself and the people in my life. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love showing up here. I love talking at you guys and sharing every aspect of my life. If you are missing my face, you need to go check out my Instagram where I will be sharing all of my British adventures. So Alicia underscore YWWL. And of course you can join us at your way weight loss anytime. Thank you so much for listening guys. Bye.